What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Team Chat Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Jarrett Wilson, joined to my right by Rachel Mogan. Hello. And to my left, Zachary Parks. What's up? So today we are here again for another episode, and this is going to be a fun one. I totally miss my normal stuff. See, this has been a while <laughs> since we've done it. So again, if you have questions, comments, anything like this, send us an email, teamchatpodcast at gmail.com, or send us a follow, give us a follow, and send us a tweet on Twitter at, at teamchatpodcast. And we also have a Patreon page. Uh, it's patreon.com slash teamchatpodcast where we offer – if you go in there, subscribe, check us out there. We have a, offer a lot of cool perks like getting the episodes early. Uh, we have some giveaways and things like that we're trying to get more into, uh, some Google Hangouts that we want to do and all that. We have it all outlined of some hopes and dreams that we'd like to accomplish with this podcast and how you could help with that. So if you could uh, just check us out over there. Again, it's patreon.com slash teamchatpodcast. Okay, now to the actual <laughs> task at hand. And we're, what allowed, an intro. we're allowed to be a little out of practice. It's been all yeah, the holidays. Been, over yeah. the holidays, We've been doing yeah. other stuff, yeah, the, so we're just, we're just... This is our first recording right. session of we're 2016, so now we're just kind of getting back into the flow. Get back you know? into so it. Yeah. we're there. Now uh, to the task at hand, the st- business is out of the way. With our where you can email us and sure sure that's, that's all that's, that's the business that's, that's the business yeah. that Ooh, I just have to say short yes. business <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm it's the kind of business just, yeah. I like just gotta remember I have <laughs> business <laughs> that I have to take care of on one of these things I have a I have a I have a, a spiel a spiel that I have to go spiel. into but anyway to the show at hand. Today's show. Today's show. Today's, today's show. episode. Which is going to be, it's, it's a cool one. It is a cool one. We're not I, the first people to do this. No. You know, no. you can find stuff. But I mean, how could we be in gaming? Right. Right. One day we'll have an episode that's the very first. <laughs> I, and I'm going to put this on the record, I want to do a night episode. Ooh. I don't even know what that means. Like, I don't know what that means We record at like, like 1 a.m.? Well, often <laughs> when I, I like to listen to podcasts in my bed before I fall asleep. Oh, and okay. I was like, you know, I think video games are ripe with some great night atmosphere either music or mm-hmm. moments and mm-hmm. i was like what if we did an episode where we kind of talked a little bit softer and we did like we we, just, we did an npr episode we did more of an npr episode and we hello this wanted, is fresh air with <laughs> Hi, you're welcome, welcome to team, welcome chat, to team podcast. chat podcast yeah i think it'd be really it just a really supported. soothing you know we listen to some nighttime orchestra music <laughs> from Zelda, sure i would you know? be any good at that i like this i like this plan a, we should just try it one time and just be like you can only listen to this episode at night it's best if you listen to it at night <laughs> Conditions apply. Because I think some games you benefit from playing alone at night. Mm-hmm. I think we can do a podcast, maybe, or just an episode. Yeah, the night sode. Or whatever I mean, we the, want to call the, <laughs> the only if games we, if I've, we have bonus sode, we could have night sode. Yeah, it's not that absolutely. Crazy. The only games I ever strictly play at night are always horror games. So there's nothing soothing or relaxing Mogan about them. Doesn't want them. to sleep, and I'm just like, I just, just if I'm going to commit, I got to commit. <laughs> well, what about uh, Animal Crossing, for example? That's well, a game. It's a daytime game. It's a daytime that's game. A daytime that's game. an early that's evening. Game. Game. No, it's early that's evening. A, it's that's a, it's a, that's a five it is. To it's seven. a wind down game. It's yeah. the game you play before. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Wind a lot of the times, mm. I'm like, let me get to my mayoral duties today. <laughs> Hello, peasants. <laughs> How may I appease you? Let me make my rounds through the town. <laughs> that's exactly Hello, what I do. Margaret, can we have some food? <laughs> no, not today. No, I don't feel like it today. <laughs> a really negligent mayor. Very cool. But no, so this so this one is going to be a fun one. And yes, we're not the first ones to do this. And nor do I think this will be the last episode of, no. on this topic that we ever do. Because point. the topic of this show are weapons. Those favorite our favorite weapons, which I don't even know if we can really say favorites, because again, this list is ever changing, yeah. ever evolving as new games come out. And we get or we get reminded of some or something like that. So we're just going to talk about three weapons that we each really like. Mm-hmm. Let's do that. We re- we really like them. We really like them. Or they, like, for me, one of them has, like, 
a significant impact in like gaming history and like right. it, it influenced my future gaming um play style i guess you could yeah. say yeah there's there's other things yeah so they're de- mine are definitely still ranked in like which in the order that i like them mm-hmm. like you know number three to number one and all that stuff excuse me um, they're you know they're still ranked from number three to one, but I mean, but still no, they're like I had to think about it. I really had to dig in and be like, do I want this one to be my first one? Is this going to be like too old and like where I don't really remember enough about it? I just remember that I really liked using it, right. you know. So no, this will not be the last weapons episode that no, we ever do. We can do part two, but part it is three. the first. It is. It's not the last, but it's the first. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Mine are definitely not in order. I couldn't choose. I was just like, what's three that I'm absolutely obsessed with? And yeah. that's what yeah. I went with. My number one is definitely, will probably always be like my number one. But everything yeah. else behind it is going to always kind of fluctuate. Nice, nice. Right on. Well, let's jump right into it. Zach. You want me to start? Go ahead. Okay. Kick us off. So I've already talked about this game before, so I feel a little bad about talking about it again. But as I said earlier to you guys before we started, I couldn't exclude it in good conscience. Just if we're going to talk about weapons... And the ones that I've used that have been the most unique and the most versatile and the most that, like, I felt I was kind of part of the weapon, like, in how I used it more than, like, it forced me to use it a certain way. Like, I kind of had the choice of how to use it in, in, in a sense. And I'm talking about the Portal Gun from nice. the Portal series. And All I know right. I've talked about Portal before, but what I didn't really go too much into depth about was how many different ways you can use this gun. And I think that was the most, one of the most interesting things about it was yes, you could use it to like traverse territory, which is a fascinating thing to me, but you could also use it to sort of, I'm thinking like a specific example of getting a turret off a ledge. Yeah. Like being able to affect the environment by moving things around in ways you wouldn't have thought of with any other changing the little rooms that you're in by doing this. And sometimes the maps or the levels get pretty humongous. There's one in particular. I'm not going to remember which one it is. It's in portal one, but there's maybe like eight turrets that are on different pillars and you have to go across a moving platform to get to the other side, but you have to take out these, turrets first so they're definitely they'll definitely get you and you essentially have to put a put one end of the portal where one turret is looking and put the other one so that it will pretty much shoot the other turret so they're kind of like I, I can't remember if they like shoot at each other but you have to use the turrets against each other in some way by using this device stuff like that it's like i feel like it's almost like it is a puzzle game obviously and i think those are really good examples of how imaginative you the player has to be because the portal game does a really good job of not really leading you in so much to having you figure it out yourself there are like early levels where you learn how to use the gun or there's even early levels where you don't even have the gun there's like the first like five or six levels right now would that be in portal one because i'm thinking portal one you don't get the gun immediately you have to like hold because in portal two you definitely do you do you get it like five seconds yeah you get it really quickly but in portal one you go through just moving boxes learning how to trigger doors and it takes a while before you actually get the gun and even when you first get it can you even do both no see it's the same in portal two you can only do one portal at first Mm -hmm. and then later you get like the the upgrade or whatever it is to get the two portals so in that sense the game does kind of hold your hand going through it but once you get into the later maps they get Really complicated. Yeah, and there's like no instruction. You just no. walk into a room and Gladys is like, peace out, have fun right. dying. And you're <laughs> right. like, thanks, Gladys. <laughs> have fun dying, yeah. It's super, um, 
it's it forces you to be imaginative, and, and it's, it's it's just not the obvious choice. It's never the answer. A lot is of never trial obvious. and error. You know, you do die a lot. <laughs> you know, actually, as funny as it is, you do actually die a lot. But it forces you to look at the maps from a whole new perspective, just from this one gun. And that's why I think it's such a great weapon because it's more than a weapon. It's like a piece of you that you're trying to use to somehow manipulate the game in order to get through it. It's like an arm, like another yeah. appendage, really. And it's almost like you feel like a div- like like a part of like the game making process in some way. It's like you get to choose how the level ultimately kind of unfolds on itself. Mm-hmm. You get to choose that path through this gun. And it's, if you're creative enough, there's like millions of ways that yeah. you can choose to get through any given level and someone True. else might go, why are you doing this? Right. You knew that like, it's well, way this. easier than that and you're right. like, no, what? I'm going to do mm-hmm. it my way. And <laughs> You'll cu- see. And there's a couple levels where it's like kind of obvious. I'm thinking of one in particular where you basically have to shoot yourself across a platform and you do that by shooting a portal at the bottom of like a huge pit. Oh, yeah. And you get the momentum of your own self right, to right. go and through it. And yeah, and you fly it, you put another one at the top, and you fly right. out the top one. And That's like, my favorite thing to do. I, I know. And I love one it. of the first things everyone does is like they make one above them, and one, one below them, and you just fall forever faster <laughs> and faster. <laughs> just stuff like that. It's just so much fun. I'm like, man, I'd never seen anything like it. I don't even think like stuff like this was possible. I'm like, how does it? That's the thing, like the physics of the game. I think we talked about it a little last time. I'm not over it. Like how how is how I just need to know how did they make the game to where if I shoot the portal on this wall and then another one way over there, like how just how I need to know. And what's really there's a great part. I know you haven't finished Portal Two yet. No, I've gotten um, I've gotten a fair way through. I'm on like chapter nine. You're pretty close to the end. Yeah, I'm pretty close. There's a great moment where you get to see how far the portal gun can actually shoot. Okay, never mind. Um, I don't think I've gotten that far. Yeah, <laughs> leave it at that. You're like, what the? Hell? I'm almost done. I'm getting there. It's pretty interesting. Um, so it's got some range on it too. Just from like a you know a tactical standpoint, it's got range. Yeah. It's got infinite ammo. It shoots <laughs> quickly. You know, <laughs> it so it's like it's a good weapon. To have in a real life per like in like you know a real life experiment i don't know if it'd be the gun i'd want to have if like you know, I, I would unless you gotta be i guess <laughs> I you get creative with it but yeah. i'd almost rather have like a mini gun if like if like something bad was coming at me oh yeah <laughs> i'd rather have the portal gun because i'm, I'm an escapist i yeah, need to escape like, i'd be like i'm out of here peace out <laughs> peace out y'all <laughs> yeah. um so yeah that's the, the portal gun and if people have played portal know exactly how cool it really is so I am one of the people who has not played yes. Portal yet. And it's <laughs> on my list. I, just, I, I bought it. I just need to get to it because you guys hyped it up so much. I'm like, okay, I need to really get into this. So speaking from ignorance, mm-hmm. do you actually, you know, because from what you, how you're describing it, it's, a, it's an environment manipulation. Uh-huh. Yes. Basically. Does it have like any, can you use it solely to like eliminate an enemy or something no. like that? Or is it only you, like its only purpose is you just pick up stuff, move it around. But like you were talking about, you can use it to position two turrets to shoot yeah. at sure, each other. Sure. So it can it destroy can. things, but it's not from itself. It no, it can things. lead things to destruction. Right. And technically, okay. this may not have been in Portal 1. I actually don't know. I haven't played Portal 1 yet. But in Portal what? 2, like you can actually... You know how you're like... Portal 2 I know, right? Portal 1? <laughs> you know the uh, the little turrets, how you can actually pick them up? Mm-hmm. And they'll like immediately start firing. So they one will. of Yeah, so one of my favorite things is just picking up turrets and then dropping them into other turrets. Right. And it just goes ballistic and kills all the turrets. And, and I'm like, this is great. Great lines, too. The turrets are so adorable. They're like, I'm different. Yeah. And yeah. it's just like, you probably are. <laughs> like, Congratulations. 
Who's behind me? Oh, my favorites are the malfunctioning ones. Oh, yeah. They're, oh, they're so fantastic. They are. They're the there's best. Like, yeah, there's some, isn't there like some black ones, too, yeah, they're that like, on the conveyor the, belt? The, or what is yeah, that? Yeah, they're, um, they're the malfunctioning ones. Are they the malfunctioning like, ones? The, they're just not functioning properly, and yeah. like they're going down the conveyor belt in, in one particular scene in Portal 2, and it's like the testing range. Uh-huh. So like they're meant to shoot at this target, and if they hit the target, good, they're good to go. And if they don't, then it's like they basically get scrapped. Mm-hmm. And so like they'll come up to the shooting line and like go to shoot, and it's just this empty clicking noise, and they're like, oh, crap. <laughs> 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 and, and then like later down the level, you kind of get to the end of the conveyor belt, and it's so sad because you see all of the defective ones going into like these scrappers, and they're like, no, I can change. Like I want to save them the, so bad. It's such a well-written game. There's so much humor in it. It's one of the funniest games I think fun- I've played. It's too. hilarious. I mean, For too. having, and it really doesn't even have that much dialogue. No. It's just what it does have is gold. Yes, it's it is. solid gold. So true. Nice, nice. All right. So yeah, that's my number three. The aperture science. I think there's a technical term for it. Aperture science, like portal device or something. Oh, I wouldn't know. Like <laughs> I'm that. sure I wasn't paying attention. Portal gun. Works. People, <laughs> yeah. know. People know. What I'm talking about. <laughs> so Mogan, we'll transition to you. Okay. So I don't really have an order. Just the one of the ones that I immediately thought of when we were like weapons, it didn't first come to mind because technically you may or may not classify it as a weapon. It might just be your little child or your little friend because it's going to be the purple Pikmin from Pikmin 2. Oh, okay. Now, I've talked a lot about Pikmin 1 before, Mm -hmm. so that was mostly Pikmin 1. Pikmin 2 is one of the best sequel games I've ever played because it took everything that was wrong with the first one and improved it and then added more on. Okay. So Pikmin 2, arguably better than Pikmin 1. And one of the best additions to the whole game were two new Pikmin types. One of them is White Pikmin. White Pikmin suck. You never... <laughs> they're not good. Like, they're useful. They're, um, they can basically manipulate poison. Okay. So, like, where you might die in poison, where other Pikmin might die in poison, white ones don't. So they can complete puzzles mm. that other Pikmin can't. The problem is they're teeny, teeny tiny and they have big red eyes and they're white so they're like little albino yeah, pikmin and like creepy. they they may they are they're kind of mm-hmm. creepy and you're like oh god i don't know about these things like, <laughs> Stop <following laughs> me. get away but um white pikmin suck their counterpart which is the best part of pikmin 2 are the purple pikmin they in contrast are big the biggest fattest dumbest looking <laughs> pikmin that you can have in the whole game and that's their entire ability like purple Pikmin, they're heavy. That's what they do. When you throw a purple Pikmin and they hit the ground, it actually makes like a boom noise and the ground shakes. Who throws the Pikmin? You do. As the little astronaut yes. man. So you're, What's his name again? You're Olimar. Olimar. And in Olimar, Pikmin 2, right. you're actually two people. You're Olimar and Louie. So they introduced this really interesting system of shifting uh, basically responsibility, shifting who's captain of the team. Mm. Okay. So you can basically split up. You can have Olimar, Olimar go one direction and then you switch over to Louie, have him go another way, and they can both take Pikmin with them. Now, do you get to switch from yes, these guys you, on the fly? You, you just, just toggle back and forth oh, okay, as needed. Okay, so it's really interesting. Now, obviously, your inactive captain can't do anything. So like the Pikmin and the captain that you aren't using just immediately go inactive. But it's really good for if you need a specific amount of Pikmin hidden in one part of the level while you and the other Pikmin go do something else somewhere else. Hmm. And that's why Purple Pikmin are the best part of the game because you only need maybe 10. 
to get everything done, to demolish mm. levels at a rapid rate. And the first time I played the game, I was so concerned for their safety <laughs> that I really almost never used them because purple Pikmin and white Pikmin are not created the same way as red, yellow, and blue. Okay. Red, red, yellow, and blue Pikmin, very standard. They, you basically just take these pellets that enemies drop when you kill them, and the Pikmin will carry them back to their little spaceship, and the spaceship takes the pellet up and spits out Pikmin seeds. Depending on the size of the pellet or the size of the enemy you basically put up into the spaceship, you might get more, you might get less. Purple and white Pikmin can only be created from other Pikmin. What basically happens is you have to find very specific purple or white flowers. And when you find a flower, you throw in a, a red, white, or blue, uh, excuse me, a red, yellow, or blue Pikmin. Like a sacrifice? Like a sacrifice. Well, not, not like a sacrifice. No, they're not gone. They just they change. Trans they're they're transformed. They okay. And these flowers can only yield five at a time. And Pikmin is a numbers game. So if you can only get five of something, that makes it arguably much more precious than like red, yellow, blue, disposable. Right. But like purple and white, they're hard to make. They're hard to keep because the white Pikmin, very delicate. They die like that. Uh -huh. But purple Pikmin, they're like little tanks and they're fantastic. And so you throw them against things and they you can do. demolish stuff? So Is they, they just, Pikmin's they basically about? squish things. Okay. So in, you can actually swarm enemies with regular Pikmin and purple Pikmin, but they are much more effective to use in a throwing means. So instead of swarming Swarming around something and attacking its legs and lower body, you throw the purple Pikmin on top of it, and they do significantly more damage and stun the enemy. Okay. And if it's a small enough enemy, they literally just like kind of splat pancake style on the ground, and you're like, yes, <laughs> this is exactly what I wanted. <laughs> this is the outcome I was and hoping for. And they're okay. For. The purple Pikmin, the they purple, get they're back fine. Up. No, That's like they smash something so and they're, they're like, tanks. all right, let's yeah. keep going. So <laughs> you're like, death. yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what they're for, and that's why I love them. They, they are. They're a little bit bloodthirsty. But so a little goes a long way with them. You can get as many purple Pikmin as you, as you are willing to make, but you have to keep going back to specific levels mm. where the purple and white flowers are because they're not everywhere. Mm. But where they spawn, they're always going to be there. But having to go back every single time and traverse many levels just to get the flowers is kind of a pain in the buns. Hmm. So instead, it's better to just get a very small unit of purple or white Pikmin and then go back up to the surface and make sure none of them ever die, ever. <laughs> well, that's how you like to play the game. That's how that's I like to No, the goal is for none of them to die, ever. And if they do, we're starting over. Yeah. That's hardcore. That's hardcore mode. Hey, you the know, purple Pikmin, like you can't... Three, uh, you nightmare. Know, nightmare. Is it mode. Nightmare? I don't know. You can't be sacrificed. I've never played Diablo, but I know it exists. I love Diablo 3. Like survival mode. We haven't talked about this. Sorry, we're, now we've yeah, talked about Diablo. But I would, have you, I would like to... You've, have you played Diablo? I played Diablo 3 to completion. Okay. Well... We should talk about that at some time. We should. I, like, I really like that series. Yeah. Um, but no, but what I was going to say, Pikmin sounds so much more complicated than I ever imagined I know, it would be. I know, it's kind of like a puzzle. Like, no, it is. It's, 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 a game, it's a strategy puzzle game. Yeah. So all you're doing is getting, in Pikmin 2, your whole goal is treasure. Because your boss from your home planet is like, we need money. And after you reach a certain point in the game, your actual spaceship gets coated in gold. And it's Ooh, fantastic because your pretty. spaceship talks yeah. to you the whole time. And when he goes gold, he's like, I'm the best. I am godlike. I didn't know the spaceship 
fantastic. Talk. The spaceship is fantastic. Only in Pikmin 2. Oh, okay. Because in Pikmin 1, your spaceship was just your ship. Okay. It didn't interact with you. But in Pikmin 2, it's actually a different ship that you take back with you that is like, it's almost kind of like Gladys in that it's always, it's always sassing you. Like, uh-huh. it really doesn't think you're doing things correctly. And you're like, shut up, spaceship. God damn it. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I just, I, I haven't played Pikmin, which... Again, the more you talk about it, the more it sounds fun. Yeah. But it's, I don't know. I just always imagined it was going to be something more like Mario. You just go levels and you have these little followers and, you know, they just, you're like saving them. So the whole point is you don't die. So you can just collect all these, all all the Pikmin as like followers. Yeah. I had no idea there's this level of depth to it. Like the Pikmin are just your assets. They're really not your goal. Right, but they help. Yeah, I I just thought you're like you're like the whole the game is you're saving Pikmin, so you have like a certain number of Pikmin nope. you have to save. They're on each your level. slaves. They're legitimately <laughs> your well, slaves. Now, now it's too dark. Now they I are. don't want to play. So like, but, but, but see, that's why you have to be a benevolent mm. visitor. You're this alien helping them. I see. And when you come back to the planet in Pikmin two, you find a new group of little Pikmin, and like they recognize you, and they're mm. like, "Oh, thank God, Olimar's back, our savior." <laughs> so it's just like, yes, my. Pikmin, I yes. have returned. This is Christianity. <laughs> Let us get right back to collecting treasure. <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep all this, thank you. I'll keep all of this, this in my is mine. spaceship. This is mine. <laughs> None of you will get any of it. <laughs> See you in Pikmin 3. Is there, is there a Pikmin no. 3? There is. There's oh, there a Pikmin is? 3 for the Wii U, and then I think... Are you going to get it? Didn't they? I already have it. Oh. I, yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. This is Yeah, watch it, buddy. But um, it, I wouldn't really say that it was... There's a lot you could say about it. I'll just leave it at. I don't think it was as good as Pikmin 2, mm-hmm. mainly because purple Pikmin weren't in it. And I was <laughs> like, oh, we're done here. <laughs> Let me just go on ahead and piece right back out. <laughs> very nice. Very nice. nice. Yeah. No, I gotta... They should have their off spin game. They should. They if they should. don't already, just the purple Pikmin game yeah. where you're just these fat little Pikmin going around squishing stuff. <laughs> I would play fun. that game forever. <laughs> <laughs> nice. No, yeah. No, I... We'll the more the more day. we talk, the more we talk. Just my my list Someone of games that I have to play and go back expanding. and play forever expands. I know. So it's, just at some to point, say, you can play Pikmin two without ever say, having played Pikmin one. Okay, cool. Like That's you good can to know. definitely That's just skip to, to two, That's get the better experience Is it out Wii of it. Or Wii U? Wii U for actually no um. Pikmin 2, they re-released it, was originally for GameCube. I was going to say, it's probably GameCube. Oh, no, no, so old. Pikmin okay. 1 and 2 were originally both for GameCube, but Pikmin 2, at least, they ported to the Wii. Okay, so, so if you have an old too. Wii, and okay. they're still selling it in stores, because like, they did like the Nintendo's Greatest Hits. Right. So it's oh, not even yeah. expensive. It's like 20 bucks, and that's it. Okay, cool. I'll check that out. Because yeah, I have the Wii, as we've talked about before, I hardly ever play it, but I do have that ability. Good. Mm, so Well, Pikmin 2. Cool. Now, but you said you don't really like puzzles. I don't. It's, I'm not here, sure. Here's the, here's the thing. Here's the thing with this. I know it's I've said it a lot. It's also time based, isn't it, it? I don't like that. If I'm going to sit down and <laughs> and it's also this weird thing in my head where it's like, if I'm going to play a game that's more of a puzzle based thing, I'd rather play that on like a handheld. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'd rather play that on my Vita. Or even on my phone, depending mm-hmm. if it's a game. I thought for I sure can, you I were going to say your that. Nintendo 3DS XL, but I'm I guess sorry, that still I, hasn't I happened. Have, that, it hasn't happened yet. <laughs> One day. We'll get it together. No excuses. Me and, me and Jared both need to get that. And so, I know what you mean. There's something you know, it's about like, a puzzle game that, that yeah, feels like the, it should hands. be like, that's something that like I want to have. I just want to be able to like pick it up and play it for a few right. minutes. If I'm going to sit down at, my con- you know, at the console and play, or even at, really at my computer and play, I want that means I have the time to commit Time, you know, right. serious time to it. Right. So that's where I want to get ahead in like the big RPGs that mm-hmm. I'm playing or something like that. So that's that's the thing. It's hard for me to want to sit down and just be like, I'm going to play this. 
you know, I don't know. I don't know if that makes sense at all, but that, that's just how it kind of goes in but my But Pikmin's, head. I mean, Pikmin's more than just, like, it's there, there's like a story kind of. There's like right. an environment that you tra- traverse through, right? I mean, yes, there. It's yeah. not just. I like, mean, I wouldn't. There's like a there's like enemies story. There's like enemies you have to defeat. There are, yes. There's the, the weird dog flowers. Thing. <laughs> dog I mean, I know. I know, I know you probably like, mean bulbworbs. Probably. Actually, one of the best things about the game is that um, in your encyclopedia, every time you encounter a new enemy, Olimar and Louie in Pikmin 2 will write journal entries about them, hmm. like to catalog them, basically. Because you're kind of like a pseudo-researcher. Mm-hmm. Like, you're on this alien planet cataloging things. Okay. And Olimar's assessments are always, like, very strategic, very enemy works in this way, this is how to get around them. All, Louis is a creeper. He's horrible. I hate his guts. I want him to die. Because all of Louis's journal entries are how he thinks he could eat everything you encounter he's like could you're... probably slice up into steaks and fry and i'm like dear god louie you're the biggest the and actually no i don't want to give it away it's okay, a big okay. spoiler so okay, never mind yeah. no spoilers, please. never mind never mind let's move to your number three jared all right all right my number three uh, which I originally had as my number one, and then I and then I thought of <laughs> say what, and then I thought of my number one. I was like, oh duh, <laughs> like I, this one I've, I enjoy way more. But my my number three is from uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, and it's the P90, which is a submachine gun that you can use. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure I know that. Do you know which one I'm talking I about? I definitely sure. do not. P90, okay. I mean, I know what a machine well. gun is. Yeah, I know it's a very. I know. I mean, it's. I'm pretty sure like it's, it's an actual. What's it shaped gun. like? It kind it's of small. almost looks. I almost I had it. I was just yeah. looking at it. Um, it just kind of has really curved edges and like uh-huh. kind of looks like it's all one bit like a. It looks like a Halo-ish gun. Yes, honestly, I've used it kind of looks like a, a modified battle rifle kind mm-hmm. of huh. from Halo. But anyway, in the, in this game. It was first, first introduced, like I said, in Modern Warfare 3, and it just – I used it all the time. And it was very powerful in campaign mode because if you had one of the – it just shoots – it has very, a super fast rate of fire. It's automatic? Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. It's super fast rate of fire, fairly good-sized magazine, so you could you know, just be hosing down a room for a long <laughs> mm-hmm. time. That's how I prefer to play. Yeah, you know. spray and spray. I know, yeah, exactly. Close your eyes. <laughs> I, I think I hit somebody. <laughs> but then even in the multiplayer um, – it could be, you know, you can mod it out, put on a better site, and get extended mag, even more extended magazines. That, you know, as you more unlock stuff for it, and just because it was just, it had the the high rate of fire, which made up for it. It, it did lower damage. Like if you just shot somebody once mm-hmm. with it, it wouldn't do that much to them. But the th- but it, you could just really just be merciless with it, and and just r- run through again. It it could be used as kind of a long range. I've hit guys from across the map, just like gone like. Yeah. <laughs> is that, now, is that how you shoot burst? Do you do burst fire usually, or do you? No, just, it varies. It depends on the situation. It, it if I'm trying to shoot, so it has really range accurate. on it too. Yeah, it's it has range on it, so it really hit all the. Yeah, it could it could be used for close quarters combat. It could be used for a little bit of long range, not very effective, mm-hmm. but you could use it that way. Mm-hmm. You could definitely annoy people. That's my favorite thing to do in yeah. games. <laughs> just like, where am I being shot from? <laughs> and you're just over in a corner. <laughs> 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 Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and so if you paired that with like, I mean, it, it could yeah, go what, with is that a primary with any weapon? Yeah, is that a primary, it, it weapon? A primary so weapon. So you still have a secondary, right? Which in the Call of Duty games were were like pistols, pistols. or launchers or something okay. like that. But then you could get the perk that was overkill. Yeah, overkill, and that would let you carry two primary weapons oh, instead wow. of a primary and secondary. So if you paired the P90 with like a shotgun, yeah. or the P90 with a sniper rifle, you just had all covered. these options. Yeah, yeah, and so it just really was just. 
for how versatile it was in any situation, it just made it to be an awesome, an awesome gun. To did use. other people use it as much as you? You think? Was, oh did yeah, you run into it was like one of the most. It's like one of the most it's popular a famous, guns. Like Call of Duty, like that's yeah. like the standard. And they carried it over to Modern Warfare Two, Modern mm-hmm. Warfare Three. Um, but yeah, in, in, in single player, it wasn't that like not you couldn't just pick it up from like it. You the enemies used it, and you could pick it up from them. But it wasn't one that you just could start the level. Oh really? Really? You had to find it. Yeah, you had to find it, and then once you got it, it was really good. Interesting. But and then in multiplayer, like I said, it was really good. It just yeah. My just only Call of Duty dominate. experience is Black Ops Two. I think I've said that before. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did play Black Ops Two. Black Ops Two. I'm kind of surprised some... actually. I know. I got it. Like a bunch of my friends had it, and I was like, oh, I want to get it and like play it. And we play. I mean, I, we had a, a winter break in between college where I played it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it Black was Ops fun. Two was really good. It was. Fun. I've, I've liked all the Black Ops. Series. I think I used the AK-47 the most. <laughs> yeah, that's a good gun. That's that standard. One. Nice. Even in real life, I hear that's great all around. Gun. <laughs> it's a good one. Yeah. You know, it, we should fact, all just go on and purchase some. Guns, okay. Um, oh, but I sniped a lot as well. Yeah, I, sniping. You I, seem like I, the I snipey type. Yeah, I love sniping. I love to snipe. I just yeah, I wish my uh, my yeah, ability at it matched yes. my <laughs> my enthusiasm, <laughs> my enthusiasm for sniping. You guys are the people I hate. I'm just like, god damn it. Church is camping, dying right. And I left. did one time, one time playing Modern Warfare Warfare two or three multiplayer in that one, and I did one time get the the complete the challenge where you did not die. Oh really? And I for wasn't a whole even, game? yeah for a whole for a whole match. I wasn't even camping. Like no. I ha- I stayed in one part of the map, but I moved. Mm-hmm. I you know like would laterally. Let's just go light the fire, boys. <laughs> I'll be here for a while. But no, I would I would move laterally across the map. So I had like this zone that I covered. But it's not like I was just camping out behind this one secluded right. corner, just be like, oh god, please don't come around here. But I did. I was able to snipe in that one. Right. It was like sniping and like I had a pistol. And how long are matches? Like how long did you survive uh, for? Twelve, fifteen minutes, aren't they? No. That that long. Long. I was not about to say that's like, a maybe, lot. Maybe ten. <laughs> ten minutes. I want to say. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. At least ten because there's another challenge that was um, if you live for five minutes without dying, okay. you would get that too. There is there's a feeling that you get when you're playing, and this happens to me a lot, and, or not a lot, but it happens to me in Halo. It's yeah. like. I'll be doing really well at the beginning of the game, and like I'll I'll check my score, and like all of a sudden I'm like nine and zero, and I'm like, oh, I'm nine and zero. But then that <laughs> triggers something in your head, and it you does. Just kind of, you're just terrible. At Immediately it. Yeah, well, worse. You do, and like I'm like, oh, I have to play differently. I don't want like if I haven't died already, I don't want to die the whole game. And like yeah. when I was running around and getting kills, then I'll stay back and I'll get like assassinated. I know. Like, oh, like I, I can't let that affect me. I know, and so but I'm, it's a great feeling. Like, ignorance wanna, is bliss. I try just to, don't like, look. Go, no doubt. I mean, that's pretty impossible in like Halo right now. Oh yeah, with how. Oh, it is. It's, it's, that's, that, God, that'd be so hard. Yeah, that'd be really it. tough. I'm getting yes, my ass like going like eight and no at the five. beginning. You're like, oh, I'm having such a great start. Like, I'm not gonna die, and then eventually you're like eight and eight. Yeah, like your first, you're, like right out the gate, like right out the gate, I'll get like a, you know, I'll get like the like a yeah. five kill streak. I'm like, yes, yes. and then yeah. just I'll die five times. In a row. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. It all it all evens out. It's like golf. <laughs> <for me>. It's <laughs> really, like yeah. by the last hole, trust me, your score will reflect what it, you deserve. Yeah, no, it's I'm like same thing. Interesting analogy. Well, I play golf, and that's how it is. <laughs> I mean, and that's how it is with sniping in Halo. Even like, yeah. Halo, I would love to just be like a powerhouse sniper, but uh-huh. I just—it's hard for me to get a handle of. I still love it, and I still try. Yeah. I do a lot of sniping in like the Last of Us multiplayer and stuff like that. I'm right. decent there. It's all different, man. All the sniping it is. different games. It's so all different. different. It's just how it all different. handles. But no, but the P90, due to its its versatility and just yeah, running into room and just spraying the <laughs> hell out of it was awesome. And especially in the single player where there would be like some good sometimes you'd go into a room and there'd be like ten guys in there mm-hmm. just all hold up and you just run. This guy loves awesome. war. <laughs> it was cool. It was cool. Awesome. So I like that one a lot. So that's why it's my number three. 
Okay. So going back to Zach. Going back to me. My yep. number two. So my number two, I think, is an interesting one we talked about before the podcast started. I thought it was Yeah, I was, of, I was, I was intri- very intrigued by yes, your very, angle on this one. Yes, yes. I, I, I might have to defend it a did little bit. Did I miss bit. this? You, you probably did. Have, yeah. I'm always late. You might have. You were late. <laughs> so yeah. You miss, <laughs> cool, late again. you miss cool stuff when you're a show <laughs> I tried. Um, it is debatable whether or not it is actually a weapon, oh. but I will try to convince... Listeners and you. No, I, I believe it, it is. Okay, I believe you believe it. It's Sam Fisher. Do you know who Sam Fisher is, Mogan? Wait, don't tell me. Hang on. I, let me think about it. I, I, would, I would doubt if you do. Is Sam a girl or a boy? It's a it's a man. Okay, <laughs> he's not a boy. He's a man. <laughs> he is as manly as they come. Uh, well, he's from. Do you think this is from a game I may have played? No. no. Oh, I don't then just tell so. me. Never mind. Splinter Cell. Oh no, he is. I have no idea. Who the that protagonist, is. I suppose, and uh, is what you would call him. I guess that's debatable in some of the moments that happen. Ooh. Think about Double Agent spe- specifically, where you'd have to make some t- difficult choices. But he's he's tries to do the right thing. He works. God, I'm, I'm going to forget the kind of the backstory. Even though I'm such a big Splinter Cell fan, I've played every single one all the way through. Love those types of games. I know we talked about Metal Gear and talking about stealth games. Yeah, I just am addicted to playing like super stealthy and trying to know you never getting seen using the shadows stealth and snipers seem like your yeah thing. just i like to be in the shadows you it's know because when you are really good at it it feels it's so fun good. yeah it's like you feel cool <laughs> you know and sam fisher is kind of the ultimate badass stealth army ranger man he's like an assassin you know and i wish i knew what the um i don't i can't remember if he's like a cia or if it's some sort of uh um, hypothetical world that he's in, some mm-hmm. sort of like made up. I can't really remember now. MI6? That's Give that's it a Google. British. Yeah, we can I'll Google it. A Google real it's quick. not insanely important. Basically, he is this veteran secret agent type man that gets sent into different locations when basically they need to capture somebody, when they need to have somebody killed. And only he can do it. You know, he is like kind of the last resort <laughs> all the time. And like, Sam, we need to send you in there. And he is equipped with some cool gadgets, great guns, but he's also super versatile in how he can traverse the environment. So basically you can... And this got expanded through the different games. The first one was amazing, but Pandora Tomorrow and Chaos Theory, I think it was really where the game excelled, especially Chaos Theory. That is such a great game. And you have to do so many different types of things in order to get through different levels which include like clamoring on the side of a wall doing wall jumps which is like where he does a split over people like his legs Ooh. hitting each, each side of the wall it's amazing and he like he like does a double jump like mario and he gets up there and he does a wall split and so he's hanging above people just by his two legs like reaching out to each side of the wall and like the guy walks under him and then you jump down and you can like choke him or whatnot you know whatever whatever you prefer and he is just kind of the ultimate weapon in my opinion and like you have so many different options of how to get through a level that was like one of the earlier games where i felt the freedom to how do you want to get through this level do you want to do it super stealthy do you want to cut open this you know side of this wall over here with your knife and get through do you want to go around and see both of them yeah you want to use a spy camera on over here that makes a noise and you can shoot gas that puts them to sleep there are so many different ways that you could like take out enemies and get through a level and so i included him on here because he is kind of the ultimate Swiss Army knife. You know, he had <laughs> yeah. like every kind of different thing you wanted he could do. And he also had a pistol. I think he even had a P90, to be honest. A Did he P90. really? I swear. 
He probably did. I mean, it looks the, a lot the like P90 that gun. is a very is is a you know it's a modern. Mm-hmm. I think it's a real. I'm pretty sure it's a real gun. And, maybe, yeah, but like, and it's all silenced, of course. Um, he's got different kind of night vision goggles. All the you know he's kind of like a James Bond. Tom, he's a Tom Clancy. He's a Tom Clancy. Character. Character. He's a Tom, so Tom yeah, Clancy he's guy. just a very and he's part of. It says here he's a former member of Third Echelon. Third Echelon, a top That's secret right. sub branch within the National Security. Yeah, Agency. super top. So secret. it is kind of like a. He is the guy. A fictional part of a real. Yes. Right, so you can imagine brain. he is like branch. the one that's like he's the pro, you know, fixer. He's yeah, the of course, yeah. that has I'd, to go in. And that's and that's a good that's a good choice too. Uh, I mean, I like I said, I agree with you. Yeah, like he's cool. a we- he's a weapon, and there are several characters in video games that you could add to that list. That's absolutely you know, true. there's lots of different there's lots of people like that. So no, that are kind of like I mean, even Snake from Metal Gear Solid, which I think is yeah. very comparable to Sam Fisher. Both yep. are like these stealth guys that have a lot of versatile moves and have a lot of equipment at their disposal. I was gonna say I was gonna say also like Adam Jensen from uh, the Deus Ex Human Revolution. Okay, mm-hmm. so you would know more he, same thing. He's he's augmented, so like his some of his body parts are weapons. Sure, right on. Right. So like you know, but yeah, no, yeah, so. And I always want to talk about Splinter Cell because Splinter Cell was such a great game in my in growing up right. and all the whole series and like I think some were better than others. Like I said, Pandora Tomorrow and Chaos Theory were definitely the I think the top pinnacle of those games. And because what they were doing graphically as well was super impressive. The way that you actually had to use shadows was the first game I ever saw where like if you're moving through a hallway and one side's lit, the other side's dark. And if you're on the dark side, a little you have a meter that will tell you how visible you mm-hmm. are to the enemy. Oh, so you really can use the environment cool. to your advantage. That's cool. Really cool. Yeah, and there's a real famous, one of the more famous levels in Chaos there where I forget the exact, like, what you're doing there, but there's a lighthouse and it's raining and it's just beautiful. You're climbing this lighthouse on the, like, outs- the outside of it. And yeah. there's a guard at the top and it's super high up. And it was, like, the first time you could reach over and pull him off and throw him off the awesome. lighthouse while you're still there. It's just like, God, how does he... He's so strong. He's, you know? like, man. He's just such a man. Like, man, he's got some freaking muscles to like take this guy out and still hang there. It's amazing. I'm like, just use the stairs. But it, that, wouldn't, that wouldn't be his style. You know, That's, that's not what Sam Fish is about. Can I take I the, stairs, used the stairs or can I climb this wall? Can I climb this slippery wall in the raid? I'm going to climb the wall. But yeah, that's just how he does it. You know, So he does everything with style. And every it's very... Kind of beautiful the way he traverses through and the animation's really well done and like just from going from one wall to another wall with like being prone against it is really cool. Nice. You know, he'll just flip around. So he's like you get to feel like you're him. And I love that. You get to feel so much that you are have all these things at your disposal just like he does. Is he a silent protagonist? No. Oh, okay. Sam Fisher, he's got like a daughter, he's got like a backstory, and he's outspoken about like what should be done and especially in double agent in which i mentioned before it's like there's some fucked up shit that happens in that game and is he also voiced by troy baker and or and or nolan north i don't no. think so I sam do. fisher has a very famous voice actor that Ooh, does his who voice. Is it? i don't know well I, yeah okay michael ironside yep yes that sounds he's, like a he's in a uh, starship troopers that's the one uh, thing i can think of off okay. the top of my head Canadian, a, how about them apples? Great, and I, I actually like saw an interview with him. And he's like on an airplane, like ordering a drink, and like he's like, "Can I get a uh, whiskey?" And, <laughs> and then, so, and like someone behind him, there's like, "You're Sam Fisher." <laughs> and he's like, "Yes, I do Sam Fisher's voice." And it's like, and Sam Fisher has a very iconic. It's like Master Chief's voice, kind of. It's like everyone funny. knows who Sam yeah. Fisher's voice yeah. sounds like. Now, I don't know the future of the game. I'm curious if something else is coming out. I'll when was the it. last installment? The last installment was um, not Conviction. Even though maybe it was conviction, Splinter Cell conviction, possibly. 
That might have been the last one. And that's when he's like in his street clothes. I know you guys might what know. What year was I that? that yeah, no. I mean, at least like four years ago now. Oh, really? I think. I think it's been a while. But I mean, I, oh, no. Oh, um, Black. What's the black one? Splinter Cell. Um, I know we have to look it up again. Black Ops? I'm sorry. I've got to pull it up already. It was, it was a very different change of pace. You could actually kind of run into a place and like shoot people very quickly. And mm. he was running and climbing and like going very much faster than what I was used to. So I wasn't crazy about it. You could still play it both ways, but it was it was geared towards more of an ac- action type gotcha. game. Which is cool. It had slow motion effects when you like went into like triple kill mode and all that <laughs> jazz. You know, you could target people and go boom, boom, boom. <laughs> What was it called? Blacklist. Blacklist. I 2013. Think that was the last... Oh, 2013. So about, you know... Oh. Conviction was 2010. 2010. Yeah, okay. you were pretty close. Okay, so yeah, Blacklist. Not a bad game, of course. They're always beautiful, but nothing will really beat Pandora Tomorrow and Chaos Theory for me. Nice. And there's a whole multiplayer component Which one day I'll talk about. Pandora for Tomorrow is the second one in 2000, so that's an older one. Yeah, oh. that is an older one. Oh, those both are. Those are... What was your other one? Chaos Theory. Chaos you said? Theory. That's after yeah. Pandora. Were those yeah, available the for one. PlayStation? I don't think so. I think they're oh, Xbox. Were they exclusive. only Xbox? Yeah, that was one of the other reasons I loved Xbox. Because I want to yeah. play it now. Oh, Come on, great. Zach. Great, no. great online uh, play as well, which I'll talk about in another episode. But really cool spies versus mercs. Nice. We should really, because we do talk about a lot of games. You know, you talk about a lot of these these more hidden hidden gym games that Zach and I haven't played. Yeah. But we all just have like. Ha- ha- we all just have all these games that we've talked about that the other of us have played. And I know, I know. you know, we need to just have a day where we sit down and just like, right. we all bring each other, we all bring the systems over that need them. Oh, and just show each other. Yeah, like, hey, check this I out. I like it. Like, this is my favorite mission from this game. We need to carve out, like we said, a time to do that. Yeah. You know, we need to. Because that's the thing. It's like, more. with these, I'm like, oh my God, I gotta, I gotta play all these. But right. then I know realistically that's like, to find the time to play, go back and play all these is gonna be very hard. So if I could at least just like see and like play a couple levels, that might, right, get that an might, idea. That might quench my, my, yes, know, thirst I for agree. it a little bit. I, I genuinely don't know which game I would have either of you play, like out of my arsenal. I well, don't know which You just one. talk about so many. Like, you I know, know o- like there's Okami a lot. Would, you know, Ooh, sounds really fun. Yeah, Pikmin Okami I want to play. Portal yeah. I want to play. Yeah, Portal. Portal's fun to watch other people play, too. It is. Because yeah. like, oh, you you've done it before, and you're like, I want to see it's what they do. It's a great game to be an antagonistic backseat yes, gamer it is. for. <laughs> yeah, it very much is. <laughs> nice. Mogan, what's your number two? All right, so oh, weirdly, it's never come up before, which seems like wrong considering how much I adore the series. So it's going to be the morph ball from the Metroid prime games. Okay. So specifically Metroid prime. We're not talking about the older Metroid games, the 2d side scrollers, Mm -hmm. Metroid prime originally released for the GameCube. Okay. I played that three games in the series, Metroid prime, Metroid Prime, I think Echoes, and then Metroid Prime Corruption. I played Corruption. Cor- only Corruption? Only Corruption. Dude, what's wrong with you? <laughs> just happened again. I just, I just played the first it one. It was for the so. Wii, though, wasn't it? No, I think it was. Yeah, that's so why I got it. So the first two, I believe, both came out on GameCube, and then they actually released the Metroid Prime Collector's Trilogy okay. for the Wii. So they, you can still go back and play them. You don't have to have a GameCube, even though I t- still totally have mine with my original Metroid Prime on it. Still the best way to play it. So the Morph Ball from Metroid Prime is especially unique in my mind because it was one of the first weapons of its type that I ever encountered in gaming because this would have been back in the early 2000s when I first really started to get into gaming as a whole. So if anyone has never played Metroid, um, you're Samus. You're this giant Amazon as she's like seven feet tall and she's decked out in crazy Mm -hmm. space armor. You're a bounty hunter. You're a space bounty hunter. You go around killing pirates, doing good things, blah, blah, blah. And Samus, her suit, her uh, various suit, or she gets a lot of different suit upgrades, can transform. You can just roll yourself up into this little ball, and that's the Morph Ball. And the Morph Ball 
is technically both a puzzle solver and a weapon in and of itself. And that was the first time that I had really had something like that in my arsenal. So as the Morph Ball, it's got a lot of tactical advantage in certain areas of the game because it's a lot faster. You can morph ball around the map a lot faster than you can run. So if you're ever needing to escape or try to get around an enemy to get around to the back of it really quickly, you morph ball up and shoot back around. And then once you're there, you have the ability to lay bombs. So the morph ball does actually have an actual offensive technique. You just lay these little bombs. Typically, you can only lay about, um, I think in the first Metroid Prime, you can only lay three at a time. And they do eventually re... It's just automatic. You automatically get three more as soon as your other three have exploded. But so if you release them in quick succession, you have to wait for them to come back if you want to lay more. Mm -hmm. So with the Morph Ball, when I first saw it, I was like, this is a weird game gimmick. Because it seems like a lot of the times new gaming mechanics are often a gimmick to match up with something new that has happened to the hardware, try to show off what it can do. The Morph Ball is definitely not that. It is an integral, highly important part of the game. It gets you through different areas of the map in like little small tunnels, and then the tunnels in and of themselves have their own puzzles. So like when you're typically in a tunnel, you go from a 3D view to kind of a flat 2D view. And from there, there's usually like little creatures in the tunnels that you have to kill, different ways to get around the tunnels to get to either the other side or sometimes to get hidden objects that are in the tunnels themselves. So in terms of timing, your three bombs are very, very, <laughs> a lot of the times difficult to use, but they're very fun. So one of the things that I'm specifically thinking of is if you're in a tunnel and you're trying to get up a vertical shaft, obviously you have to jump up and you're a morph ball mm -hmm. and you only have three bombs. So what you do is you have to time it just right to lay your first bomb lay your second one just right at the perfect time after it, and then when the first one goes off and launches you into the air, you lay the third bomb in the air, and then by the time you've dropped back down, the second bomb you've laid goes off again, bumps you back up mm -hmm. to the third bomb, which bumps you all the way to the top. Interesting, okay. I have spent so much time doing exactly that <laughs> sequence oh, to sure. get to the goddamn energy <laughs> tank at the top of the shaft. So many hours of my life uh, just down the tubes. Are these literal tubes. Metroid Prime games that you're talking about, because I know Corruption was first person, and when you went into the ball mode, it would They're change all, to yes, third person. Yes. Are the first two like that as well? They're exactly the same. Okay. So it's the exact same mechanic. The Metroid Prime games are all first person, but then when you go into Morph Ball, it's third person. Yes, okay. Can you imagine first person in the Morph Ball? No, I couldn't. That would be oh, a crazy be, I ride. I don't even know exactly how the Morph Ball physically is supposed to be believable. Well, <laughs> As a, like, uh, so Samus is like, well, it's just like with her Transformers. Armor, right? Yeah, yeah. She's, she's, she's kind of not <laughs> she's exactly just amazing. Human. She's like almost half robot. Yeah, but I guess, I don't know. Well, is I she, think it's just the suit. I think yeah, she's totally human. It's just somehow she's able to... Yeah, so the suit. Now, in the lore of the game, a lot of people I have heard them call this race the Chozo. So it's spelled C-H-O-Z-O. I've never said it that way in my life. The race? What race? It's this race. So they're basically this ancient race of aliens. They're seen as being very... 
um, mystical and very wise, you almost kind of think of them as like the ancient Egyptians or something mm-hmm. like that. And they are actually the race that raised Samus. Oh, so okay. they're the ones that built her suit. Oh, they're the ones so that gave go. her that the weapons. That kind of helps. Is yes, like and I call them context. the Kozo. I would the never look out. at the word C-H-O-Z-O and go Chozo. Kozo so, sounds way cooler. Kozo yeah, I, I thought Kozo cooler. was the... And then I said it out Kozo. loud once and other people looked at me like I was a psycho and they were like, you mean the Chozo? And I was like, no. I mean the Kozo. What are you talking about? So the Kozo Mm -hmm. are the ones who made all of her weapons. And like throughout the Metroid Prime games, you can go to different areas of the world. And if you scan particular areas for information, you can get more lore about them and about the world at large. I never knew that. So it's a lot of fun. There's a lot of... um, reading involved you do actually have to read the entries if you wanted to but there's like hundreds and they're all from differing perspectives so you can get them from the kozo you can get them from uh the enemies from the actual pirate races that you're fighting so but the morph ball this is what we're talking about we're talking about the morph ball is the most fun aspect of the game because it also has power-ups like you start out as just regular morph ball all you've got are you can roll around and you've got bombs but as you progress, some of your power-ups are the boost ball, for example. So the boost ball, you hold down B, you charge up power, and it shoots you across wherever oh, you're going really it. fast. Yeah, yeah. And my favorite thing was just shooting around the maps at crazy speeds <laughs> and laying bombs. That was all I wanted to do. Even if you were supposed to walk across, I'd be like, well, can I morph ball across? How do I morph I'm, ball I'm gonna try. this level? <laughs> I'm going to try. I'm Is gonna... it possible to morph ball through the entire level, like the entire game? N- I don't think so because... No, there no. are certain areas where you have, have to have to the grappling hook. Okay. Like if you're trying to cross a wide chasm, you have to have the grappling Can't hook. Can't shoot no. over with the No, I've tried. Not yeah, for tr- lack of, trust I, me. Not for lack of trying. <laughs> I've made that effort. <laughs> have you used Samus in Me- or Super oh, Smash Bros? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's what I was, was going to say. She uses the morph ball and like yeah. drops the bomb and yeah. all that yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah. I know. I love no. using Samus. So yeah. it's either, if it's not Link, it's Samus. Yeah. I, I mean, it's Samus. not Captain Falcon, it's Samus. Yeah, <laughs> Samus is a great... She's great, a good one. Yeah, she's, she's awesome. She's a great one. That's interesting. That's a good one. That's, a, a good that's one. an interesting the weapon. Ball. It's yeah. a lot kind of it's, it's kind of like... Kind of similar to what, what he was Sam talking about, like Sam Fisher. Yeah. Her, yeah. It's her, her own self. You're, you just yes. become the morph ball, and then you roll like around that. and just troll your enemies, and they're like, just hold still. And you're like, nope. Nope, gotta roll. I see me rolling. All right, so my number two in this one, Zach and I will be able to go back on this one a little bit, back and forth on this one a little bit, uh, is, is it? because it's it's fun. As I've mentioned before, huge fan. You know, I'm a big medieval person, medieval history and all that stuff. So I love like swords and you know more ancient forms of weaponry like that. So this one hits my list though because it's a sword used in a futuristic sci-fi world. It's the energy sword from Halo. Oh, that's right. I, I saw this on your list. I, I, now I remember. I was sitting here trying to decipher your handwriting, and for I'm the sorry, life of me, I that? couldn't figure out what it was. I was my handwriting, like, sword. Yeah. handwriting is terrible. <laughs> I was reading it as enemy sand, and I, no. I was close. I was close. close. Is it Sangheili what elites speak? Is that right? Or what's Sangheili? Isn't that what the elites, that's the elites I know tongue. it's like word a word re- you say. I think it's I a co- the covenant tongue. Yeah. Sangheili. I think so. So the, it, it, just real quick, the energy sword is a covenant weapon that comes from right. the race. I'm probably right. so the most, most So there is a Sangheili word for it. 
Yeah. There is. I don't, I don't know what it I is. Don't know what it is. Be, I, yeah. There's a stinking word for like everything. And so, yeah, because I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure Needler is not the, their, their official <laughs> name not the for that gun. connotation for that no. Hey, there's the Needler. But no, so again, you know, anyone who's familiar with Halo knows the energy sword. Yeah. It's a very iconic weapon. It was actually a toss-up between that and the gravity hammer for me. So you definitely wanted to go summon Halo. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. It just yeah. felt right. It just felt right to go to Halo for this one because, you know, I haven't played near as much Halo probably as mm-hmm. you have. But I spent a lot of good time in Halo. So that's an insult to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's... Yeah, I know, you know. I know. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you went with the Energy Sword over the Gravity Hammer. I, I think like the, the Gravity The Gravity Hammer is awesome in the fact of it is... There is a very satisfying feeling and mm-hmm. just taking it and just... Sl- like, especially when you're fighting a brute. Right. And just going... Yes. That sound that it makes, and mm. then just like seeing them fly back. <laughs> it is cool. this massive monster of a thing, and just yes. like it flying backwards. I love it for that reason. But, but there's the energy sword is so much more stylish. There's so much more style with the energy sword, and the mechanics of the gravity hammer are a little clon- like wonky sometimes. Yeah. It doesn't it's hard feel to really use smooth. very effectively. Right. Right. Well, because it's a huge hammer. Right. Exactly. Whereas this energy oh, sword. Oh, so it's an actual hammer. It, yeah. It is. I was thinking that was just like a mallet. name for something yeah, else. Like yeah. Gosh. Huge. Yeah. That seems so unhalo. But I will say, it, I think whenever it's a little s- unhalo, actually. But they made it work. They made it work. I th- I it's know. actually gone now. Like you don't even see yeah, it. Yeah, it's not in Halo yeah, Five. The but sword is though, so that is your... which is awesome. Yeah, that they keep that because obviously it's the better of the two. It's a cool. But weapon. I will say there is not a more fearsome sight in Halo. One of the more fearsome sights in Halo is seeing a fully armored like elite brute rushing you carrying a gravity hammer. Yes, you know you're about to be into a big fight right there. Yes, that's true. And, and so, same same with the sword too, but in different like level like because the invisible sword is, elites. Yeah, if you run to an invisible elite, scary. you're like, and he's got the sword out. That's pretty cr- creepy. But if if it's one you can see and he's rushing at you with the sword like you can you're like okay right this is coming but you have but, to like kind but of you can really get but ready. those are easy to get like a quick a well-placed sticky grenade well, or something like there's, that plasma there's grenades a great well. moment in halo one on um assault on the control room which is like the fifth halo campaign uh, level and it's a, the snow level which is what i call it it's like it's snowing everywhere but there's a great point <laughs> at the end of the uh, this first bridge where a gold elite comes out with an yep. energy sword and it's one of like i don't think it's the first time you see an elite with the sword but i always remember that one because it would kill me a lot. The gold elites in Halo 1 took a lot of damage. The one that always got me was in the silent cartographer level uh-huh. where you're going down deep into the into the base and you just turn a corner and he's just standing and he's there. right there. And yeah. man, that one got me so mm-hmm. many times. Yeah. But the energy sword, granted, yes. So it was fearsome when you had to fight against it. But man, when you got that thing, yes. which, which you felt invincible. Which didn't happen until Halo 2. You right. You couldn't do that in Halo 1. So that was a great addition to Halo 2. Which and you, and you think like a sword in a Halo game doesn't seem like a weapon that would fit with the other weapons, but they do it well. They it, do it so well. Like it, it, If you have it in a multiplayer, even in Halo 5 now, it's mm-hmm. like you are a very dominant force. You because can be. I feel like you're faster when you have it. I don't in Halo know 5 it, you are. Okay, I figured, you I figured you were. Because especially now with the boost and all that stuff, but then yeah, I guess because you're not burdened down with a heavy gun or something like that, yeah, you can just go really mm-hmm. fast. So you've got speed on your side. It's mm-hmm. a one hit kill. True. You know. It's one. Yeah. So Mogan, oh, it's, it's, it is a one. See, hit I kill. actually like I can visualize the thing that you're talking it's about, but like that's about it. Yeah. yeah. And so it's a. It's you're just, vulnerable when you're running around. You know, you feel you like, have to be fast. You have to be dodgy. Yeah. You have to be like you know but throwing you, some grenades to distract some people sure. and stuff like that. Maybe have like your magnum or some other weapon you can switch to, so you don't get stuck with somebody way across the right. side and they're like it's sniping a close at quarters you. weapon. Right. So it definitely day. has its 
advantageous uses mm-hmm. whenever you want to you know pull it out and use it. But man, when you do, you feel so good. Right, you do. And when you get like a triple kill with it, like you can either like, like hot, you like yeah, I know. You see on the radar like people coming around the corner, and you're crouching. You're like they have no idea they're all about to get sliced. <laughs> oh yeah, know, sliced and diced. And then even, so it's very it's very rewarding using it in the multiplayer because of that because you know there's that thing you can use it to kill the AI opponents, but then when you use it to kill an actual like it's human so opponent, much more so much more satisfying. Yes. But still, that does not mean. That when you're in the single player campaign and you use it and you're slicing like grunts and right. so, who are all huddled in this mass I'm like, ah, he's coming! <laughs> yes. <laughs> you're just like, not today, yes. you're dead. Your, your own weapon, fools. <laughs> you know, you gave me this. Yeah. It's, a, it's just, it's just a fun weapon to use. And then, yeah, I love that it's a great sci-fi sword. I mean, I yeah, know there are cool. a ton of sci-fi swords out there, lightsabers from Star Wars. But it Wars has its own like unique, you know, taste and feel. It does. You know? It does. And it's, it, it, when you pick it up, you know that it's a unique weapon it's a special weapon and mm-hmm. it, you know it just gives you this extra bit of power it is a special like i remember in halo 2 it was de- i think the ammo for it was infinite in halo 2 i think in halo 3 and onwards they actually started to put like okay, Which every slice was like 10 percent of the energy oh. of it but in halo 2 i'm pretty sure it lasted like forever yeah and, and the um it was like that that became your focus killing the right. guy who had the energy sword. and the range on it in halo 2 i think was the the longest too so you could really if you were fairly oh, far away and the reticle was red you could lunge you know it was big lunges across yeah. like big huh. parts of the map so that was kind of interesting i too. remember playing the infected version yeah, of, yeah. on the uh-huh. multiplayer in Halo 2 That's where fun. yeah where the where the one person had the sword yeah yeah That's it was so, so fun. fun but yeah. it was hard it, to kill it, that it guy hard. it is yeah, yeah he could just run it from anywhere and he can slice you up the one thing that you run into with the sword that always pisses me off is the shotgun that is the, like the sword stopper like yeah. they'll be lunging <laughs> well, at you it's like the only just, thing that again it's the close only range close quarter thing that can, can really kill in one hit stop the sword and you yeah. get a bull true which is the metal it's like if they're lunging at you but you shoot them while they're lunging and kill them you get a bull true which I think is a cool metal so now, Halo, it, yeah. No, I love, I no love one looks better sword. with the sword or the, than the elites, though. When a, no. There's like a great cinematic in Halo 2. Before the game came out, they uh, revealed it at E3 where Master Chief, a bunch of pods come down surrounding Master Chief and elites jump out like black elites, like yeah. dark, you know, black armor elites. And they all have energy swords. And like, so before the energy swords there, it's like a, it's like a handle and... You, they kind of like whip it like a whip, and then it like comes out. So it's it's a cool like cinematic. Yeah, weapon. and that and, and it does that every time you draw it too. It's not like you have it and you just like put it on your back. Right. Every time you, you select go, it, it goes. Yeah, and it's like, like that is yeah, and it, and it's, it's cool. Like and it's cool how it's like this like it's almost double bladed. It's like got this gap yeah. in the middle of the blade. Uh-huh. It's not just like one solid blade, but it's oh, it's so cool. It's a great weapon. And there was something curious that happened in the Halo Five beta, which didn't translate into Halo Five. I don't think, even though I could be wrong, there was a a, a sword called the Prophet's Bane. And there was the sword, and then there was the Prophet's Bane. There was two different swords. Interesting. The Prophet's Bane was like, you know, had a longer range. Halo 5, I don't think, has that. I have not seen the Prophet's Bane. I haven't Bane, seen it either. Unless that's what the new sword is. But it was weird. I was like, what is the Prophet's Bane? Like, this is a weird new sword. Yeah. So it was interesting. So I don't know exactly what happened with that. Maybe sure. someone else does. Yeah. I'm interested to look at it, but no. Energy sword, good by good choice. far, is one of my favorite. Anything weapons. Halo is a good choice, <laughs> and I'm going to keep that keep that rolling. <laughs> I was hoping I wasn't going to ever like double double up on no. one of yours, so I was glad we we picked. We're staying things. in Halo for this. So Hell it's yeah, a Halo heavy uh, episode uh, for my number one. So my comes from the original Halo, Halo okay. One, and this is the weapon that is the most famous. In Halo 1 and possibly the Halo series, it is the pistol. Oh, my God. The Halo 1 pistol. It says the, the M6D. I had to look that up because I didn't exactly know what it was, <laughs> what it was actually called, but the M6D. So the Halo 1 pistol, the backstory behind it and from what the little research I did was 
before it got implemented in the game, they had some trouble balancing it, like for multiplayer purposes and campaign purposes. Like, how strong do we make this thing? How much ammo should it have? All that stuff. I think they had, a, it was tricky. They didn't want to overpower it. The last minute, I think they had it a little bit weaker than what they initially had. And from what I've read, Jason Jones, one of the creative directors and like kind of like one of the creative, the creative director, I think, behind Bungie, he's like the main dude, Jason Jones. Mm-hmm. He went in and swapped some code in the game and ended up making it a little bit more powerful than what they initially had maybe one agreed on. Ridiculous. It's ridiculously powerful. <laughs> and it's it's famous, it's got a famous three shot kill uh, behind it. So basically it has twelve bullets in a clip, three shots to kill somebody if the last shot hits them in the head. And that alone for me, and I know competitive gaming started before Halo with other things, but that for me was like the beginning of skill involved in multiplayer games to get the three shot kill. Mm -hmm. I realized like that's a, it's really hard to do. You could see with 12 shots, how many people you could, you could get like an overkill. Essentially you get four people. If you could see the whole team, you know, it kind of added a whole new tactical level to multiplayer games. Instead of just spraying an assault rifle, you would switch to the pistol and you actually had like a focus to it. You actually had to have, accuracy and you actually had to like plan your shots in a very different way than what I was used to. Yep. And so I had to include it and I had to put it as number one because it's since that was the beginning of like competitive video games for me. And like that's when I saw what Halo could do for that and what Halo has subsequently like created out of that. And obviously Halo two three like that that gun doesn't exist and, and it shouldn't like that's a it's it, it was it was too powerful right but it was fun like everyone loved it and like it became this famous kind of almost like funny thing that came out of this game like man this gun is really powerful and everyone used it well and, it was fun to play it was fun to play it like where you in a, in a uh, custom match or whatever yeah. where everyone just had pistols everyone had pistols <laughs> right and even when you're doing like you know I'd watch like professionals play you would have an assault, I think you'd still have an assault rifle and you'd start with it but everyone you switch right to the pistol you know everyone goes to the pistol so it's, it became the gun oh, to, yeah. that you had to use and it was it had like way too much distance on it you could zoom in with it it was, I mean, it was, a, it, it was a handheld sniper yeah it, it, in many ways it's an incorrectly made weapon <laughs> but it, it since spawned like this idea behind games I think and behind what competitive games could be you know either on purpose or not on purpose that's what happened and throughout like halo 2 took it away but they replaced it with the battle rifle and mm-hmm. i think that's a four shot kill or a five shot kill i can't remember now because it's burst fire so it's shoots like three bullets at a time yeah i want to say it's a four it was a four shot kill in i halo think 2. so but, they but the headshot still with that one would like mm-hmm. that you still needed the headshot and that's the thing you can get the two body shots but you have to get the headshot in order to which is difficult you know it's a small right. window to hit and that I forget what I was going to say about oh Halo Three. I think I think Halo Three even took the battle rifle. I think that turned into a five shot kill. I think I'm not sure. I'm not sure either. I can't remember. But nothing was ever close to the three shot kill, and that was a a pacing that came out of that as well. Halo Two in comparison to Halo One, a little bit slower. Halo One because of how quickly you could use that gun, and because how spawns were in Halo One. You could like rack off kills pretty quickly. Yeah. You know, the spawns were a little broken as well. Or not broken, but they were just, they were the way they were. And they weren't as thought out maybe as like a Halo 2 or a Halo 3. But because of Halo, how Halo 2 Battle Rifle worked, like the games kind of slowed down, which is interesting. It's, it's just interesting to see how one weapon can drastically change how players play the game. I don't even know if Bungie had the intention of this is the game should be played like this, but it's, it's, that always happens. The players find out 
how oh, to yeah. play the game in their own way, and that always like catches fire. <laughs> well, and it's cool too that it came back in five. It did come back in five, so yeah, not as powerful. Not as powerful, but it's still it, it has be again. And I don't know if it's the exact same pistol, or if it's like a new version of it, or whatever you want right. to call it. But it's it's become the go to weapon again. It's what you have to use basically in multiplayer. You have to use the pistol. Yeah, hmm. and right? I, love, I love playing SWAT. Yeah, SWAT and get the headshot. Where you get to get and, the headshot and, and stuff. And I'm a, good at that. Like, SWAT's fun. I can do really good at that. SWAT's then, really fun. It's a very unassuming weapon too, which I love about yeah. it. It's, I mean, like if you see a picture of it, it's like a little silver. Pistol. It's like nothing special about it, nope. not, and that's what I think is so funny about it. It's such a nonchalant, like you would never know that this is like the power weapon in the game, <laughs> yeah. you know? And I love that about it. I think it's kind of like, it's not overlooked. People talk about it, but you, you wouldn't necessarily first jump to that as being one of the more like creative or strange weapons or like unique weapons, right, but right. it happened to be just from like a code era that happened. So like, I like the myth behind it. Too. Yeah. Like this sort of like mythological story about the Halo one pistol. It's, it kind of spawns so many different things. I hope it wasn't an accident. I hope he did it on purpose. I think he did. I'm like, <laughs> he, might, he might as like, I don't know if he like, I don't, I don't know the full story. I know, but that he went in there and he changed it. Maybe he didn't know how much, or maybe like he didn't realize what would happen, but he was like, you can blame me for better or for worse for how the Halo <laughs> one pistol turned out. I don't think it, like destroy the game by any means. No, I think. So, it impro- I mean, I, I think, think it's fine. It's great. I think it's such a cool thing to have to have a three shot kill. It's very yeah. quick, you know. But it, I can see why they're like, okay, we need to pull back on this a little bit, right? Because <laughs> it I mean, became famous. Yeah, because it's a great weapon to use. It's a fun weapon to use. But then, yeah, yeah. if you got good with it, oh my god. Yeah, just, I mean, you watching professionals use that thing, man, it's it's like a whole other thing. I mean, they just wouldn't miss. It's that was boom, boom, boom. That was another fun, fun mode. Swords and having swords and uh, pistols. Yeah, as you're that loadout. Is, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a fun way. That's really fun. But it's play. quick too. I mean, that's it's boom, boom, boom. It's something. It's the the timing. I mean, you're dead. So you, gotta, you don't even like have time to. Like, you have react. to be a good shot. You do have to be a good shot to, and, to get good at it. And it just changed it from a very t- like kind of because sp- Halo's always been like running and gunning kind mm-hmm. of. It changed it from that to like a more tactical like thinking about what to do next. And that's when you see like okay, there's something here. There's like a chess match that's happening. You can get very tactical and get very out. How do you outsmart your opponent rather than how do you like have the better gun? You know, right. because when everyone has that gun, it changes. The whole dynamics, like you got to just have the best shot, and mm-hmm. I love that. That's what like was the real changing factor of it. Nice, yeah. So the Halo One pistol, the M6D. <laughs> it's a good one. It's a good That's one. A good one. <laughs> and they should bring it back for Halo Six. I, I bet they will. Back. Everyone they still will. goes back to Halo One, still plays it. So you know, yeah. I bet. That, I bet they'll they'll keep it since they brought it back for Halo Five. I would be surprised if they took it away again. No, they're not going to take it away. So but, I'm know, sure it'll. They're still not going to. But the, the three shot kill, I don't think will ever occur. Yeah. TSK. It, Probably not. There's like clan, like famous clans called like T- TSK. <laughs> Three shots. <laughs> Samogan. Okay. What's your number one? Numero so one. tell us about it. I think you both know what it's going to be because no one has heard from me in many weeks because I've been so absorbed uh, yeah. with oh, Splatoon. Okay. Oh, yes, yes, okay. yes, yes. I'm obsessed. So I definitely I got Splatoon over the holidays and I'd been wanting to play it for a long time. It only came out last summer. So it's definitely like a newer game in comparison mm-hmm. to the majority of the games that I play, which are old and no one's heard of. So Splatoon, I'm trying to think, like, neither of you seem to really know the depths of the game when I started explaining it. So no. I'm going to go on ahead and assume that if no one has, for people who haven't even really looked at how it's played, you would assume that it's something other than what it really is. So just to give a little bit of background, Splatoon. Technically, it does have a story mode, but it's 100% negligible. You can never play story mode and still have a super awesome time in the game because the real core of the game is online play, which is different for me personally. I almost never do online gaming because I suck. I'm the worst. Like whenever I used to play Smash Online, oh God, 
immediate dead. <laughs> just no, no chance. Absolutely no chance. But in Splatoon, I'm actually kind of good. So it's why, like, why, why is right. that? Well, probably because, um, well, we're getting to that. Okay, hey, okay. this is we're actually the ahead. episode where we're talking about that. <laughs> I am curious, but why we're, you personally aren't good at the other multiplayer games yet. What makes this What makes this one more your speed? I, maybe, if, honestly, it might be the weapons. Yeah. So we're getting around to it. So for Splatoon, the primary online mode is just called Turf War. So in Splatoon, all of your weapons, the goal of them is to slosh ink, so the colored ink of your team, around the map. And the idea of Turf War is that's literally the whole point. You and your team are inking as much of the actual ground as you possibly can to win by percentage. So it's a percentage type of match. Now, you definitely can kill other members of the team, but you can kill no one the whole time and still get a really high score because it's not about kills. However many other players you kill, that has no effect on your score. It's all ground. How much ground did you actually manage to cover? Got it. Now that's Turf War. So that one's really kind of for if I'm just like, yeah, I'll just play a couple of turf matches because they're only three minutes at a time. Mm. So they're really fast. You can rapidly do them back to back to back. And then five hours later, you're like, oh, God, I had stuff to do today. (laughs) (laughs) You just never got to it. But the more competitive play is always going to be in ranked battles. So ranked battle is different in that there is a defined goal and a mode. So there's Rainmaker, which is where you basically have this kind of like ancient Chinese looking dragon shaped shotgun type bazooka thing that you have to get from the middle of the map to the other side. So you're basically trying to get the Rainmaker into enemy territory to win. So if you get it all the way to the defined goal, you win. You get a knockout. If you only manage to get like maybe a certain distance into their territory, but you got more distance than they did, you still win, but it defaults back to percentage. Okay. So that's Rainmaker. The other one is Splat Zones, where you're literally, you have one or two zones on the map that you have to keep and hold for the whole time. So if it's two zones, you can have it to where you never get anywhere. Like they could have one zone and your team has the other zone and no one makes any progress because no one can get the other team's zone. Mm -hmm. When it's one zone, those tend to go a lot faster because usually when teams are four, by the way, so it's always four versus four. So when you have already gotten a splat zone and you're, you're already in it, it's really hard for the other team to take the zone unless they're really, really good. And then, of course, the last version, which is probably... Probably my favorite is tower control, where there's a tower in the middle of the map, whatever map it is, and you have to basically get at least one of your team members onto the tower. It will then automatically start moving on a defined track throughout the level that eventually lands in the enemy's territory. Now, it's a defined track. Everybody knows where it's going. Everybody knows what's happening. So that's where it really comes into, can we keep the enemy off of us long enough to get into their territory? Mm-hmm. That's my favorite one because I'm arguably, yeah, unique. I'm arguably the best at it. I'm, I'm terrible at Rainmaker, pretty good at Splat Zones, but Tower Control is really where it's at for me. Nice. Now, so that's how the game is played. So regardless, there's a distinct strategic element to inking the ground no matter what. Because by inking the ground, you are charging up no matter what weapon you have, your special weapon. So every weapon in Splatoon, and there's 
tons. There's that's, so there's 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 so many more than I was thinking of, and they keep releasing more. They just released a new but one. But don't they all shoot ink? No, they, they do, but in different ways. So in that's what ways. we're going to talk about. Let me just circle <laughs> on back around to that. Keep jumping ahead. So yeah, the, the weapon. So there are different classes of weapons. They're obviously shooters. So those are just your most basic shooter type gun. That's literally all they are. So they have different ranges, different fire rates, blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, they shoot. End of story. Then there are sloshers, which are essentially buckets. They're like a bucket of ink or paint that you literally slosh around the, the map to basically cover ground. And they're also typically quite powerful. So if you get got by somebody's like a slosh of ink, you're dead. So it's usually a one hit kind of thing Mm. if they really get you. So sloshers are typically very slow, but the people who use them use them really well. I am terrible with the slosher. (laughs) I should never, ever use it. But you respawn in this, don't you? You respawn. Now, so some of your gear, so this isn't weapons, but some of the uh, gear that you get, it's all about, it's a very fashion forward game. (laughs) Like the Inklings, your little squid people, they're very invested in fashion. (laughs) So, And like they they talk about it all the time. So you can have um, headgear, body gear and then your shoes and each of those has a primary ability and then three sub abilities well three is the max so they can have three a maximum of three sub abilities your primary ability counts for more and stacking abilities doesn't really work as well because you get diminishing returns so even if you had like three up offense for your sub abilities really only the first one counts Mm. the other ones are just negligible add-ons so some of your gear gives you an ability called quick respawn, which obviously helps you respawn faster. Extremely useful for me because I die all the time. I'm dead 100% of the time, but I'm always right <laughs> yeah, back I'm in never there. never alive. <laughs> and at the end of the game, like it ranks you within your team based on how well you did. So you can be in the top spot. You can be third, second, or fourth. And most of the time, I am actually in the first or second spot. So I'm almost always one of the better ones on the team. Now that doesn't count for Rainmaker. I'm always the worst. That's just always how it's going to be. So we got shooters, sloshers. There's paint rollers. So you know how if you're actually painting your house, you get like the roll, mm-hmm. the paint rollers? Yep. That, but giant. Okay. So you can have a giant paint roller where you literally splash it against the ground and just run. And it leaves a giant trail of ink behind you. They're very effective for covering turf, not so much in actual combat. So if you run into somebody else that has a slosher or a blaster, you're dead. And then there's actual paint brushes, which are an interesting take on basically the roller because the brush you kind of just flay it flail it around willy-nilly to slosh ink everywhere and it's also very good for killing me i die all the time <laughs> against the oh, brush good, good, good against yeah me. yeah yeah so if you ever were wondering how am i gonna troll mogan on this level it's the paintbrush the paintbrush or the blasters so a blaster shoots basically a glob of ink that explodes once it gets to its certain range. Okay. Those are really good for tower control because if you actually shoot it, you don't even have to really hit the enemy themselves. You just shoot it near enough to them for the splashback to get them. So there's blasters, sloshers, blah, 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 blah. And have then, talk- oh, snipers, of course. Snipers. Have yeah, we, you haven't said your favorite yet, have no, you? No, so we're getting to okay, it. So okay. snipers are the last class. They're very useful in non-turf wars. Mm -hmm. So they're extremely useful in ranked battles, Rainmaker, and Splat Zones, because obviously you can really play defensive and get your team the upper hand. Now, I suck with absolutely everything except shooters. Terrible sniper. 
because that's just the, that's not the way I fight. Mm-hmm. I'm right up in the enemy's face, right on them, splash, just killing them to death. I'm terrible with rollers. I'm terrible with the brushes. Terrible with sloshers. <laughs> terrible. Well, what's the? There's got to be the. I'm one. pretty bad with the blaster. Like I can usually make up for it with my sub and special weapons, but I'm generally pretty bad. Mm-hmm. So the two main, I, I was really torn about which one it was actually going to be. I think my second favorite would be the NZAP 89. So it's just this, yeah, they, they've all got crazy names. Cool. They've all got wild, crazy names. So it's just a shooter. Mm-hmm. Its real highlight is its accuracy. It shoots very, very straight ink globs, which most of the shooters don't. They kind of have like a splatter shot effect. The NZEP 89 does not. It's very accurate, has a very high rate of fire. On the downside, it doesn't do as much actual damage. So even if you get right on top of somebody, you've got them right in your sight, it still takes quite a bit to kill them. So the NZEP 89 got technically knocked out because the Aerospray RG is my number one weapon that I'm really quite married to at this point. <laughs> I was actually, uh, during the recent Splatfest, I got on a team with all other Aerospray RGs. We slaughtered everyone. What is, now, what is that one? Yeah, so what, is it, what does it do? The Aerospray RG is a shooter, but it definitely has the splatter effect. Okay. So it doesn't shoot straight. If, you, if like I'm facing you with mm-hmm. my Aerospray and I'm shooting right at you, about out of five, I may have actually hit you twice. Really? If you weren't So moving. it's really sporadic and it's like really sporadic, all over the place? It's really sporadic, but its range is short, which is good for me because range never does me any good anyways. <laughs> There's no point in my getting a gun with a lot of range because I'm not going to use it. I'm going to be right up on you or right behind you, dropping down on you from above, firing, going down in a blaze of glory. So the Aerospray RG is the best one for covering ground quickly and that's arguably true for the whole game the aerospray rg because of its splatter effect you can cover the ground rapidly and a lot of it which is useful because your colored ink you can swim in it the enemy can't right I you can't remember that. you can't walk through enemy ink you get stuck you get slowed down so it's still very tactical to be covering a lot of ground because if they can't even get to you because right. the whole turf is your color then you're so def- that's, your that's how you're gonna win goal. so that's, that's that's like your role that's how I contribute to the match you're like I'm, if, there's, if there's three snipers on the team and me we're definitely gonna win mm-hmm. because they can take everybody out and all cover everything else because snipers have terrible actual inking range mm-hmm. So the Aerospray RG, you just cover 100% of the map as much as you can. And then in terms of actual fighting, you go into the ink, swim around all stealthy, sneak up on people, get within two feet of them, and just blow them to smithereens. Nice. Man, that sounds fun. It's that a lot of fun. I really want to play and snipers. Now, cool. again, yeah. Yeah, no, so you, could, you could definitely get a lot of snipers. Um, so one of the more... things don't explode when they get in. They, yeah, they do. Oh, really? <laughs> they kind of... They, really? Yeah. That's, so, how, that's how I'm, well, I'm having trouble... This seems like a, such a fun, like carefree kind of game. How, yeah. Like, how do they die? Yeah. So you, well, if I splat you, that's literally what happens. Like that. So dying is actually splatting. Mm-hmm. If you splat the enemy, it actually shows up on your screen. Like at the bottom, they'll say, "Oh, you splatted user." Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. If you get splatted, it will like during the respawn, the game will zoom out to who splatted you. Oh yeah. And instead of really focusing on their username, it shows you what they use to kill you. Mm-hmm. So like so kill cam. The, yeah. That's right. So it's like, oh, that's how they're getting me. I, I need see. to figure out a better a better strategy to get around that. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So with the snipers, just go fast. Just go really fast all around them and they can't get you. Nice. 
Splatoon. Yeah, Splatoon. Splatoon. I'm, I'm kind of I'm, again I'm intrigued. Yeah, I'm intrigued. My interest is peaked. Yeah, my and you can is also peaked. do this, so it doesn't have to be all random. You know, through the Nintendo network, you can add your friends, and there are special modes where you can just play your friends. So yeah. you don't always like have that. to be. Yes. But you can't chat with them. You don't. No. Yeah. See, that's so that's good. I, I think it's I actually I mean, good. It's good. It's good for Splatoon. It's good, it's good for Splatoon and Nintendo. Yes. Yeah. And it's also <laughs> good because a lot of the people you're playing, I'm almost never on a team with other people who I think are actually from the U.S. It's very, very predominantly Japanese players. Oh, really? so, I'm pretty sure. So, it's yeah. Very so it's always Japanese like following. me, and then three people I can't actually name. So I'm like, ah, yes, yes. sniper number one. <laughs> That's Thank my you, guy. Sir. Thanks for covering me. <laughs> Thanks for covering me, buddy. Nice, cool. So my number one, yes, is this one. I hadn't thought of it. Like I was, I was, I was thinking my, the one that I was going to pick was going to be this game from that old Star Wars game that I used to play, uh, Dark Forces. Yes, that old sh- first-person shooter. But then it just hit me, and I was like, oh, duh. This is obviously my my first choice for a favorite weapon. And that is the Hidden Blade from Assassin's Creed series. Oh, the one that comes out of his Yeah, that comes sleeve? out of your arm. Yeah, that comes out of your sleeve and stuff. So doing the assassinations and everything. Pick. So it's been a constant weapon in all the series. It's like the big thing of the series. Yes, yeah, very, very famous, famous weapon, which made me be like, why didn't I think of this earlier? <laughs> That's interesting, because you, I, I do forget sometimes that you're a big Assassin's Creed fan. I am a yeah, big Assassin's Yeah, actually, Creed. I really I've was not of, expecting this. I've kind of you know, fallen off. Do you know this weapon, Mogan? I know the weapon, but I really have not played the games okay. much at all. Just I've fallen little. off a little bit recently with like keeping up I mean, up with there's it. so I'm, many. There yeah, are so many. They churn Which, those things They're out. taking a break. Good. There's not going to be one this year. Good. Whoa, the whole year? Yeah. They're going to go under. They're going to go bankrupt. No, they're, gonna, well, they're, well, they're in like they're the 1940s a big one. now, aren't they? No, they're going <laughs> to go back. They've already, I think they said <laughs> know, it's going to be up in. there, though. <laughs> We I have think to it's put rumored, some more history between yeah, them. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I think it's actually rumored it's going to be in Egypt now. Oh, that makes sense. I can't remember which one it's going to be, like the time period. But anyway, back to the the actual weapon yes. itself. So the hidden blade, it's in the very first one, and it's interesting in the very in the very first Assassin's Creed when you're in, during the time of the Crusades. Your how they use that is they would actually like remove your ring finger. That's right, and oh that's my. part of the ritual. It's like part yeah, of the re- ritual. That, it like yeah. became your new finger. Right. Oh boy, yeah. kind of thing. <laughs> but it's not like it. It's not like Wolverine where it was like in your hand. It would <laughs> right. It was a mechanism. Out. It was a mechanism. It like you your... wore it like like a sleeve right, right. under your hand, and right. you could just like have the positioning of your hand. You would it come out, and then you could use it to assassinate people very quickly and, and quietly, and they would in, never know. Yeah. Um, Assassin's Creed Two, you got one on each hand. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's probably, but fun. you didn't. But because it jumped ahead in time to the Renaissance and all that stuff, they make a joke about it. Like they act like the, because the whole thing of Assassin's Creed, you know, it's all very tied together. Every mm-hmm. game is all very tied with this lore of the assassins and the Templars, mm-hmm. and so. Um, they make a joke about it when the when your new character in Assassin's Creed Two is about is giving his is getting his hidden blade like his uh, his uncle acts like he's about to chop off his finger and he's like all right you, we got to do this and he's like oh and he's like ah just kidding we we figured out the technology to make it where you don't have to do that anymore <laughs> that's funny and or they or they're just like that's kind of stupid to make you lose your finger yeah why did we do that in the first game wink wink but they give you two of them now. That's and cool. s- which is so like the box now, art. The box art of Assassin's Creed Two is like he's he's like walking and he's got both of them with his hands out. It's a super cool image. Does that, I know that expand the ways that you can use them? Like well, because the, now you can take because before, say you're walking up a, on a guard mm-hmm. and there are like two guards standing in the doorway. You, you could walk it. up and you could in the first one uh, as Altair, you could walk up, assassinate one, uh-huh. and then if the other guy didn't notice, you could assassinate the other but one. But now, but now you just walk. It's so cool. The animation is so cool. You just like walk up, mm-hmm. and it's the best. You walk. You just walk through the doorway and just go, 
Yeah, stick so. out both arms to the side and just like stick the blades into their heads, and you yes. and then you just like That's let them drop. Cool. It would be awkward though <laughs> awesome. if you misjudged how far away they were and the blades just stopped at their face. Yeah, you know, and you're, well, just, I mean, and you're just standing there like an idiot. What's up, guys? <laughs> yeah, wait a minute. But it's so <laughs> versatile. Plus. It's so versatile, and it's just a cool weapon to use. So, so yeah, it as it grows, it can become. And then in Assassin's Creed Revelations. It became you, it, there was a, you could have it, it got upgraded with like a hook mechanism. So like it had like a hook on this side and mm-hmm. then the blade on this side, and it would like switch around, and you oh. could use it to like ride on a zip line kind of oh. thing. That's cool. So it it became upgraded, and it, it, like I said, it's the constant of the whole series. But then here's the cool thing about it: not only could you use it for the assassinations, you could also just use it as your weapon, mm, like a sword. So, kind yeah. Of. So you, which really doesn't make sense how it could this little tiny blade could withstand blows from like yeah, swords and all this tough. stuff that you know that doesn't make a whole lot of real world sense but in video games <laughs> I'm on board and in the, I'm totally on board because it was the most stylish fighting because the combat system for you know like Mogan I know you haven't played much of these and I don't think no, I haven't really played okay. that much either so the combat system is very timing based mm-hmm so like you can block you can attack you can uh, grapple and all this stuff but it really is based on the attacks of the other person like if you're just you can just like swing the attack button, but they'll block. So you mm-hmm. gotta like wait for them to block so we'll to, to attack, and then if you hit the button at the right time, and you'll block, and then you can counter mm-hmm. and like shove it in their face or something like the blade into their face or something like that. It takes a little bit of time, <laughs> and as the series progresses, they add more things to it where it, it can become like in Assassin's Creed Three, I believe, uh, which takes place in the American Revolution. You could. Like you could see it because that's what, because that was interesting because it really started introducing guns and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like the opponents would have guns and fighting you and, but you could, you know, they'd be shooting at, aiming up to shoot at you and you'd see like their reticle, their like the icon that was showing they were about to shoot. You could grab an opponent and use them as a human shield and draw, he gets cool. shot and you cool. drop him. Cool. They, they did a very good job with making it very cool. You yes. know, a lot of the game it's was, very it's cool. cool it's a cool, the way you kill stylish people, the way, It's very stylish, yes. And so you could use it from jumping up way up high on top of mm-hmm. people, like I said, walking through doorways, shanking people with it. Uh, and then also, like I said, my favorite is to use it as just a sword. I love using the hidden blades or a dagger in Assassin's Creed as just my weapon. Mm-hmm. Because in a, and then in Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, they introduced this method of using it where you know you could just start doing like chain kills if you got it like a certain number of you killed a certain number of people. You could just start doing like this chain, just like as you're going, hitting the attack button and just selecting the different mm-hmm. uh, opponents to fight. You just go. It's so, it, but. The animations were always so fluid. Yeah, it, it's a good-looking game. That's my fighting. favorite thing is just to come up, you know, start attacking guards. So a whole lot of guards come out of everywhere, come out of nowhere to start attacking you, and then you just start taking them down with these little two blades in your hand. It is such a rewarding yeah. feeling. <laughs> it's awesome. And so, well, I remember when the first trailer came out for Assassin's Creed way back in like you know 2006 or yeah. whatever it was. I remember like seeing it. And I remember the how cool it was to see him go through this crowd of people and there's a guy speaking on like a mm-hmm. small wooden stage and when the and the blade comes out i remember how like cool that was for oh, me yeah. it's very kind of targeting at like the inner like you know not like you know your but, like, inner assassin the inner assassin yeah. <laughs> you know no. just like the inner like hooded you know yeah you know like with sam fisher and all that stuff i just love the the sneakiness of it <laughs> right. I like sneaky things <laughs> no it's a, it's a, it's an it's an incredible weapon and that's what and like i said it's the thing it's the weapon of the Assassin's Creed series. That's good. However, it's much changed, better or for worse. That's the one thing that's remained constant and has always been an enjoyable. What about when part he's a pirate? Games. What about the pirate one? Same thing. Is it wooden? No. no. <laughs> okay. It's not like a peg leg. It's, it's like, like, like a barnacles on it. Let's say so. After Assassin's Creed Two, you always had two. Okay. 
So that was um, a staple. Yeah. So, but no, it's just for that reason that it's the staple, the staple weapon of that series, and just how versatile it is, and all the different ways you can use it. Man, it's it's it has to take my number one. Cool. Nice. That's a little surprising. Yeah. yeah. Of what, all the things, why? What do you think? I don't know. I don't know. Like I don't know what to. You're a mysterious guy, Jared. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was thinking maybe it's gonna be like some Star Wars yeah, weapon, I was thinking it would or be like Star something Wars. like older, something that was more. Yeah. Well, I mean that Star that one from Dark Forces that was gonna be my number right. one. Right. Yeah. Which Wait. Is, so what was it from Dark Forces? I've talked about it a little bit before. It's the one that you would get at, later in the game, but you would get it after you would kill Trandoshan enemies. Trando- uh, just this alien race. Uh, yeah, people I who know Star know Wars will know is. it. I understand. Um, but basically, what it was is it would shoot and it'd go like. But you wouldn't actually see a bolt or energy or anything leave the gun itself. But then it would just like this be this almost like blue fountain thing would shoot up of energy would shoot up under cool. the. Oh, I remember you talking about and that. And it like kind of would launch him, and they'd be like, Whoa! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Star Wars is famous for so, that. Yeah. Like, so yeah, the Wilhelm out. scream. Yeah, the stuff. Wilhelm scream. Yeah. <laughs> Which I wish I could emulate, but I yeah, can't. I can't do I've tried it. so many try. times. <laughs> no. um, but so that was going to be my number one. But then I just. But then I was like, yeah, but I haven't played that game in a really long time. It, granted, yes, it made an impact for me, but now, but then think about it, I was like, man, Assassin's Creed, I gotta go with, oh, I gotta boy. go with the Hidden Blade. Interesting. So we've now all wrapped it up. Those are our three. The listeners, what are your favorite weapons? Obviously, like we said, there are a ton, and we'll probably come back to, this. and we'll definitely we'll come back do a to part, this topic. I could do again. a part two for this. Oh, easily, yeah, easily could do a part two, part two for this one again. Well, maybe not easily. I'd have to think about it a little bit. Well, they keep releasing again, new weapons they keep for releasing new games. <laughs> yeah, they keep releasing new games. <laughs> we'll definitely ha- revisit this topic soon. But yeah, send us an email at teamchatpodcast.gmail.com or uh, send us a tweet at teamchatpodcast telling us what's your favorite weapon. We'd love to hear from you and get a little bit of discussion a little bit of discussion about it. I am curious about other people's top threes. I am too. There's probably some good ones. I'm, I, probably one, so. One I was thinking about putting on was the spiker grenade from Gears of War. I'm surprised smashed. no Gears of War made it. I know. And I considered yeah, the surprised. chainsaw gun. I, I considered I the shotgun from, from Gears stuff, of War. All good, But man. I just didn't. It wasn't. Not for this either. list. But not there's for that grenade. List. You know that grenade that you can stick to people mm-hmm. and like you like back away? That's a cool one. They're like, jogging it off. You know? It's like kind of like the plasma grenade. Yeah. Which was amazing. Which Again, another one. Another one that I could have done. Oh, yeah. But ladies and gentlemen, this has been another episode of Team Chat Podcast. Thank you for listening and bearing with us as we talk about <laughs> our, our, our favorite weapons of video games and video games in general. Until next time, I'm one of your hosts, Jarrett Wilson, joined by Rachel Mogan. Peace out. And Zachary Parks. <laughs> See y'all later.